Welcome to Chai Time with Moms. Today we do not have Sarah with us, but Asmita and I are here with our special guest. And Asmita, would you like to introduce her? Sure. So this is the month of February, and we have lined up uh, several guests that are going to talk about love, dating, relationships, and so forth. And today we have uh, my Rupali auntie. Thank you, Rupali auntie, for being here. And she is going to talk to us about finding love again. And she's got an incredible story to tell, and we really appreciate her being here. Um, so let me introduce Rupali auntie to the audience, Chai Time audience. Rupali auntie is a U.S. Army veteran, a wife, and a mother. She has an incredible story about love and life struggle, loss, and uh, resilience and courage to go on. So Rubali Andy, you've found love twice, actually. So that's, that's incredible. In one lifetime, you know, that's, that's amazing. And, um, and I know you come from a military background and you've told me a couple of stories about your army experience and we, we can't get enough of it. That's, it's just, the way you tell your stories is funny and memorable. So. Yeah, you know, we one, have to bring her back, you know, for her military stories. I think that would be another amazing podcast episode. I would love right. to hear that. Yes, you know, in fact, we're doing that whole uh, monthly, uh, you know, the Mother's Day theme. We might have to bring Rupaliante for her amazing uh, veteran stories. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but anyway, aside from your military stories, you know, we want to hear about your love story. So would you like to tell us about some of your love stories that you've encountered in life? Oh, so I guess you're right, Asmata. I'm a very, very lucky person. Uh, your uncle, Ani, he's my second husband. But before that, I was married to a wonderful man. His name was Ajay. We were together for seven years. And um, unfortunately, I lost him to heart disease 17 days after our baby was born. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, that, that is truly, truly so sad. So sad. Yeah, we're so sorry for your loss. Um, yeah. I try not to think of it in that sense anymore because, you know, like coming from India and being, um, you know, I'm a Hindu by religion. So sometimes you find solace in um, in philosophies and spirituality and in other things yes. of that nature. So mm-hmm. for me, my first two years were, I was in a very dark space, a lot of depression, a lot of other things. But eventually, I recognized the fact that I was lucky that I get to spend seven years with him. We have a baby together. And if this is what it was meant to be, then I have to accept it for what it is. Right. And um, I've gotten better at accepting it now that uh, he's gone. Um, We met through a website. It was, I wouldn't say it was love at first sight, but I would definitely say it was meeting of minds at first sight. Oh, I loved his intelligence. I loved the way he spoke. I loved the way he gave me room to be myself. And um, um, I used to sometimes ask him, like, why me? Because it was his second marriage, too. And he said, you let me be me. There's no judgment. There is no, um, you know, there is there's nothing else. What you see is what you get. So it's nice. kind of easy to exist, to be myself. So we had a great marriage. And um, one thing I've learned is we were together for seven years without a child. And, um, you know, when you have children, life happens to you. You have other beings who are around you who you take care of. So yes. the marriage kind of transitions from you to others. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we didn't have that. Seven years, we just had each other. So you're either going to kill each other or get on each other's nerves, or you will really find a happy space. <laughs> 
yeah, we have all learned that in marriage, right? Right, right. So I think we found that happy medium. We found the balance. We found uh, what we liked about each other as much as what we did not agree, what we agreed to disagree upon, and it was a good marriage. I couldn't have asked for more. I was happy. Oh, wow. that's uh-huh. true. It what sounds so amazing. wonderful, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just feel so sad that you lost such a great man after yeah. seven years, and especially right after the birth of your daughter, that you couldn't really even enjoy, you know, a part of him that was now in this world. Yeah. Um, I know it's a sad, it's really sad, and I, I'm asking you this, but how did you deal with raising your daughter uh, without him? I mean, you were dealing with so much his loss, and um, how did you find the courage to raise your daughter? as a single mom especially when you lost the love of your life yeah. you know like i can talk about things in retrospect in hindsight back then i didn't know right. um i i was in disbelief i didn't believe it happened i used to think that like some um, you know bollywood movie he's going to come in any minute and it will all be like just a bad joke or someone trying to play a trick on me mm. i didn't like people visiting us to pay their condolences i just didn't like them Mm. and uh, part of me that's military which is after three military deployments to middle east you are kind of conditioned to operate under stress with minimal sleep and uh, you know like it's a different mind frame yeah um i don't exist well in small banter in mm. like if three people are talking to me all together i will probably panic and yell at all of you and say stop it sit down one person at a time but when it's high stress situation my brain functions differently i do tend to kind of go inside my shell and just do the bare minimum that is needed to survive it's something i understand now you know you're older you're wiser you've been through it you look back and you kind of see okay what just happened to you yeah. so four and a half years later i can look back at it and understand dissect it and understand what happened but back then i really didn't know it mm-hmm. was literally one day at a time and when you're a mother it changes your it changes everything yeah As like mom. you're yeah you're you're surviving for your child now yeah. you have to yes. take care of you know you like you have a baby of him to take care of yes yeah. yeah so all i thought about was okay um he's not here what do i do next i'm not working he was the sole breadwinner for last few months i had stopped working mm-hmm. and now i have a baby you know mortgage to pay a house to take care of how do i do all of this so i literally four or five days after he passed away i picked up the phone i started calling people up and saying i need a job anyone and everyone i knew i called up that i need a job and he passed away in july 19th in july 1st or whichever was the first working day of july i was back at work i didn't wow. grieve i didn't grieve back then looking back i understand now i kind of just let my you know took care of my daughter and i tried to do everyday things like what bills to pay what to do i didn't grieve didn't believe that he was gone wow so i used a survival mode like the military yeah yeah you and you don't even recognize that you are um yeah. and each person uh, reacts differently i've heard from different people oh we would have fallen apart we would do this we would do that and i'm like you know you don't know till you know it you honestly don't know i don't say it but i think it you have to be in those shoes to understand it till then everything is a conjecture you know you are just thinking this is what you will do but when you have a 17 day old child you will yeah. think like a mother you will think like what do i need to do to protect this 6 yeah. months i could not sleep in that house i used to wake up in the middle of the night 2 or 3 in the morning look at the garage door because that's where he left from thinking okay are you coming back in what's going on oh. wow so that's- did you have any family members or any support system My mother you? was with me. Okay. 
for uh, okay. first two three months then she left and um, i sold the house after that it had too many memories i had a hard time surviving in there after uh, a month after she left i put the house on market i sold it and i moved mm. to maryland where i have some family but looking back like you know you think you, you don't know you don't know what you don't know you deal with it as it comes you have yeah. a choice to fall apart or you take you do the best you can and at that time there is no telling what's that best for you mm-hmm. each person is yeah. different their reactions are different mm-hmm. so i just yeah yeah i like what you said about you know you have a choice either you fall apart with with the loss that you had gone through or you rise above and you become resilient and you're like you know what this is we only have one life and i have i just gave birth to a you know another human being and i'm the sole survivor so i have to take care of it and let's pick up ourselves move on and do the best we can you know day by day basically yeah yeah yes. right? and, yeah and you know like i never understood that mother's love yeah. till i held my daughter in my arms she oh. was born premature she i had i was a high risk pregnancy i was in the hospital for eight or nine weeks i don't remember the exact timeline oh my gosh so and, much they went through so much in such a short time yeah but but you're not thinking like that asmita you're not thinking that you're going through something yeah spectacular or something unique you're just going yeah. through it it's like going through motions you're not thinking yeah. yeah you're in the middle of it you don't realize what you're going through it's true yeah 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 so i just feel like i'm lucky i had him for 7 years mm-hmm. i'm lucky we had a baby together because she's beautiful asmita you've met her she's a good yeah girl. amazing for now right oh yeah how old is she now she's four, four and a half four oh nice so at what point when did you meet your current husband um a little over 2 years ago met him through common friends you know when you're not looking things luck comes yes. knocking oh, yes so nice okay so how how did your your daughter is she is she aware of who her father was have you shared any memories yes. with her yes yes she is aware of both her fathers okay i have pictures of um, ajay her biological father in her room and in our living room and you know like i have had people tell me you should take it off it's disrespectful no you're not in my shoes don't tell no. me no yeah i don't no, i think yeah, that is amazing respect yeah i find it more disrespectful that you have the audacity to tell me that having a picture of a person who passed away who i love and who was the biological father of my child is disrespectful i find that disrespectful yeah yeah i oh, think absolutely. this is amazing that you have you know kept him alive in her life you know her biological father's memory and that your current husband is so respectful and he you know he yeah. allows you you know how men can be that can, can be sort of even jealous you know of a person who's passed away so i think you found somebody really nice and supportive yes yeah i did yeah. i did i will say this like with ani my husband now everything came together very organically he i met him he has four boys i had a little infant you know infant girl barely 2 years old and um, his children touchwood are very well raised they took to me so easily and it, because they're such good children it was easy for me to take to them yes. um, yeah yeah the boys are amazing yeah 
yeah they are um there are days where i actually told ani a few times that you know like i feel a little jealous that they're not my children completely yeah <laughs> i i i i agree they're good i i i told prior i'm like i want our kids to be like that you know because I, and our kids will be because they're they're so good too but i'm like you know they're so good like look you know their girlfriends should be like so happy and proud of the boys right yeah <laughs> they are genuinely good human beings one is yeah. they're well raised children but there is also a sense of right and wrong sense of speaking up yeah. when they need to so i literally feel like it got to give away something very precious from me he also gave me something back wow um ani is a he he's a good he's a good human being to be with and you know like people talk about true love and they try to say what's true love i don't know if there is a definition i was going to ask you that do you think you know now that you have found love again or happily married do you think you know does true love exist i don't know i mean um like if you talk to my daughter about true love she's been watching frozen <laughs> she, she's poor she was trying to tell her dad ani Uh, about true love and she was jumping all over his back trying to literally break it into two um, <laughs> but like i i mean when you look at true love i don't know how you define it for a 50 my husband is 57 for a 57 year old man to take care of a two year or few months old baby every night putting her to bed um i i think that's true love Aww, for that's him sweet. for him to be happiest only when his all his children are around him all the boys and my daughter and everybody's around him i think that's true love um how he takes care of me when i had um, so one thing that happened to me after my my husband ajay passed away was uh, i started getting panic attacks i didn't know what they were till they started happening and i would end up at hospital thinking i'm a, i'm dying with a heart attack Wow. For a man who's a workaholic would not take a day off to to relax or celebrate anything. That man is literally taking me to the ER, taking care of my daughter, changing her clothes, you know, washing her butt, taking taking her to the daycare, cooking her food, then coming back to to the ER, taking care of me, making sure everything is okay and not once complaining that he's in 10 different places being pulled in 10 different directions. I think that's true love. I do not believe that true love is roses and fancy dinners or restaurants or just vacation. That's not. Mm-hmm. True love is also not never fighting. We are not same people. We are different people with different life experiences and older and set in our ways. We do argue, we do have disagreements. We have stopped fighting, but we have disagreements every day. Mm-hmm. But I do know if anybody has my back, he does. And uh, yesterday, my daughter, she heard Ani tell some story from his childhood about how when he was 12 years old, some girl punched him. and my 4 year old who didn't understand everything just understood the part that somebody punched her dad told us that she wants to punch this girl back oh <laughs> we were in shock when she spoke like that and she was so protective of her father that i was talking to him and she felt my voice was raised she turned it out and tell me mom don't talk to my baba like that say sorry <laughs> so <laughs> So to me that's true. That's that. adorable. I don't have a definition. I don't think it exists like we watch in movies, but I do believe it exists with a lot of giving and taking, a lot of adjustments. It also exists in with acceptance um of how we are not trying to change too much or not trying to change at all, which is hard, but I we try. I think that's true love. I don't think true love exists as in how we are told it does. Yeah, I think that's a great definition of true love. Yeah. In we had another episode and we talked about how you know 
commitment, um, the, like there's a box and all these little things are in it to make it a like real love. Like someone who loves each other has um, each other's back, commitment, they're, you know, even though they fight, they still support each other and let them be themselves. You know, they, I know they want to do stuff together all the time, but you, it's like me time is also important. Allowing right. that person to be that individual and you know, things like that. All of these things are put together in a box to make it like a love box, a happy family, married life. So I, I really like your definition of, hey, you know, it's not just happy, you know, roses and dinners and vacation. No, no. True love. It's when, when you're sad, upset, you know, you you have that person to lean on, and someone's there for you when you're going through these difficult times, and taking care of one another. So, yeah. Right, right. I I think true love is. I don't think there is such a thing as true love. If you ask <laughs> yeah. me, but I think there is willingness and desire to commit to each other to what matters to each other. Like to me, Ani's happiness mattered. And what I understood as I got to know him, his happiness was driven by his children. Mm. So to me, it became important that they become a part of my life and I become a part of their life. And I did the best I could to make that happen. And um, that to me is true love. Like in how they took to me, in how they love me or how they talk to me, how we communicate, how we respect each other, give each other space. Um, I, I don't know their mother too well but she's also a part of my life by extension mm-hmm. so I always make it a point that I check on check with the boys on on their mom because you know she's part of their life yeah. so mm-hmm. she loves them and if I'm going to love Ani and in, in the process I'm going to love the boys as an extension of Ani then I'm going to embrace everything that comes with them yeah. and that 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 to me is love I, I mean I haven't seen any other form of love that mm-hmm. survives the test of time nice you have experienced so much in all these years and I'm so happy that you know you're in a good space now you found such an amazing partner and his sons and you're in a good place in, in your life and you uh, and you found love again what advice would you give our Chai Time audience about not giving up and finding love and, and moving on despite I, what life throws at you so when I was going through counseling after Rajay passed away I would constantly say I can't live without him and uh, one time I heard back why aren't you dead yet if you can't live without him why aren't you dead yet um, I was really angry when I first heard that like really upset that someone I loved passed away and I'm having a hard time how could you say that but you know what Mm. he was right everyone cried everyone grieved but not a single person who claimed to love him is dead yet everybody's alive so the bottom line is we come alone we go alone I grieve him I miss him I miss his presence in my life but I'm not dead Mm. so what's my next best option either continue like this become a victim and talk about how I'm a victim or have a happy healthy life because I have a child to raise and she doesn't deserve this Hmm. so that was my biggest motivator to move forward Um, just talking to the counselor and watching my daughter because if I was not happy like I don't remember first uh, almost year and a half of her life I don't remember I have no memory Hmm. 
I literally go back and watch videos and pictures to remember things. I remember 17 days and after mm-hmm. that I have no memory and I think it's how the brain protects you. Yeah. Um yes. so I anyone who I meet or even when my daughter grows up or my sons now you know don't give up because life gives you what life gives you. If you think it's going to be all roses it's not. Mm. Because that's not what it's meant to be. You have to go through ups and downs. That's life. Yeah. yeah. That's, I, I, that's great advice. Yeah. Yeah. It's I have yet to meet a human being the rich the poor or anyone whose life is perfect. It's a 10 out of 10. It it doesn't exist. You 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 hear of people rich or very rich people overdosed on drugs, dying alone in hotel rooms. Then you yeah. see poor people who are dying alone of sickness or whatever happens. Like I don't want to go in that in those nitty-gritties, but you know life is happening to all of us. Yeah. As a child you have no control. So for me, my daughter has no control over her life. It's my choices that controls her and impacts her life. So all the young people out there, people my age, people older than me, you especially women, we all have a choice. Yeah. And don't let the choice be determined by log kya kahenge, what will people say or think. You have to decide at the end of the day, you live in your house, you pay your own bills, your happiness is your own, it doesn't impact everyone, anyone for that matter. It only impacts you and your children. So make decisions that are conducive to you, to your well-being and to your child's happiness. That's it. Wow. Nothing else. That's- Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's great advice. Yeah. I mean, you have to, you know, live and move on and protect the ones that are survived by like I mean, a lot. Think about it, Asmita. All I have to show for Ajay and I is this little girl. Yeah. If I yeah. can take care of her and drag her down because my counselor told me very clearly that Ajay's loss is my loss because I have memories. Yeah. It's my daughter will as she will grow up, she will understand that she had a biological dad who passed away, but she will not experience the loss in the same way like I did because she has no memories of. Me. Yeah. So he will live in her memories from what I tell her. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I, and I, I was going to say that not only that she is going to learn uh, from you the courage that you had to move on. So if she experiences any hardship in life, she is going to look back at from what you've taught her on how to yeah. move forward. You know, even if you don't speak to her, she'll see the actions your behavior um your positivity and it, it reflects on her as she grows absolutely yep. you know monkey say monkey does yeah we we see it even in their behavior right now how they emulate their parents how yeah. father talks to ani and i how she sometimes copies what both of us say the good the bad and the ugly and um it, it, and i think this will resonate with a lot of us as a first generation immigrant who leaves everything behind starts a new life in a new country you learn a new culture you may have known the language growing up in some other country but it was never your first comfort language your yeah. humor your everything is in a different language wherever you came from so if i'm here and all i have to show for 22 years of my life here and if there is a sum total of my 46 years it's my daughter yes yeah, yeah. Yeah. I cannot not give her the strongest of foundations and the best of life that I can understand and afford and manage to give her. I cannot do any less. I can't wow. do it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that it's just just amazing. Yeah. You, you are amazing, Rubaliandi. And I met you last year and we instantly clicked. Remember in the summer of last year? <laughs> yes. I 
I mean, I, I, I could not have found any better person. I just love talking to you. And every time I talk to you, you, you have powerful words to tell me, you motivate me, lift my spirits. And I, yeah, I just love it. I just love talking to you. So I, this is an amazing story, amazing podcast. And Parisa and I are both just lucky to have you on it. And thank you so much for being on it. Thank you so much, Rupali Auntie, for sharing your experiences with us. You truly are a strong woman. And yes. may you continue living your life, you know, with your wonderful people around you, with lots of happiness and health. And I hope we can have you back for another podcast very soon. Thank you yeah, for giving, thank you for sharing this platform with me and giving me the opportunity to share my story. I appreciate it. And, um, you know, if it helps even one person out there, it's a success yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, you know, that's why we're doing this for to motivate other people going through similar uh, situations and just giving them our life experiences. Right. And, you know, you meet a lot of people who think they're the only ones who are going through it. Yeah. And that's not the case. None of us have, there's no uniqueness left. We are all going through something or the other. And you will find people going through similar situations. Just connect, become each other's support system. It's so important. Yeah. yeah, and and I like uh, that you shared with us that you had counseling done. You you went to therapy. We're trying to make you know therapies and counseling like no, we're normalizing these things on our podcast and letting people know that hey, it's okay to seek help, and for whatever reason you need, you know, there's counseling available. Don't be afraid to seek out therapies and help. So you know, we appreciate you talking about that. It's well. the best thing a person can do for themselves when they are going through tough times yeah. get that unique perspective neutral perspective someone yeah. who can help you understand better what's yeah. going on make sense of it so i don't yeah. think there is anything more normal than counseling ever yeah we agree so thank you ladies thank you for your time today great thank you so much i think i'm having a hard time hearing parisa but thank you so much rubalianti and thank we'll you. talk to you soon Thank you, Rupali Auntie. Ismira, can you hear me? Yes, now yeah, I can okay, hear you. Okay, yeah. Thank you so much, Rupali Auntie. And thank you to all our Chai Time listeners. I hope you enjoyed this really insightful episode about finding love again. And I hope you can get some motivation from Rupali Auntie's experiences that it's never too late in life and one must find the courage to live and love. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.